This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. <laughs> Guys, before we get into this episode, I just need you all to know that I have been trying to record this episode for the past two days. Two days. And every single time I listen back to it, all you can hear is my heavily asthmatic breathing. That is all you can hear. Literally the only thing that you can hear is me wheezing. So... (laughs) So I'm trying again. I don't... If anyone actually has a podcast or something and you know how to how to tune that breathing out, let me know. But I am just so heavily asthmatic that I can't help that I am a heavy breather. I can't. I can't. I don't. Why is that happening? Hey guys, welcome to the collective. So on today's episode, I thought I would talk a little bit about why I started Hellfridge Collective. For those of you that don't know, I currently own a streetwear brand or clothing company or business, whatever you want to call it. I own a company called Hellfridge Collective, and a lot of people don't actually know why I started it. Um, If you follow me on Instagram, then you'd probably see the post that I made kind of explaining a little bit about it, but I thought maybe I should just fill you guys in on why why I started HC. I just want to kind of give a forewarning or like a pre- like just preface this a little bit that I am in no way saying I have a bad life or doing a whole woe is me type of situation. That's not at all what is happening. I just want to share my own struggles and just let people know that they're not alone because I think a lot of the time people don't show the hardships in life, like especially on social media. I mean, I'm also to blame for it. If you go and look at my Instagram, you would think that I am living a bomb ass life. Um, and that's not always the case. I haven't left my house in like two and a half weeks, not even being dramatic. I literally have not left home. So I understand that from the outside looking in, you could think someone kind of has their whole life together and all their shit together. But that's not always the case. And I also think it's just so important to have people be aware of that. Obviously, you don't have to share every detail of your life and whatever. But I think it's important for me to share with you guys why HC started. Because it did not start because I was on a yacht living my best life. And I was like, oh, it's a little brazy up here. Maybe I need a hoodie. Like, that is not at all how this started. And so... I don't really want that to be the narrative around it. I want people to kind of look at HC and be like, okay, she kind of took a shitty situation and she made it into something else, if that makes sense. Um, Obviously, I'm not saying if you're going through struggles in life to start a business. You don't have to do that (laughs) because let me tell you, um, running a business is a whole other level of stress. But I am just saying that just know that you are not alone if you are struggling. There's a lot of people that are struggling, especially right now. We're in a, we're in the middle of a pandemic. So just kind of show yourself a little bit of grace and just understand that a lot of people are going through what you're going through. Okie dokie. How do I start this? Um, we're gonna 
flash it back to about a year ago because that's when this little pandemic started. Basically, so for those of you that don't know, I went to school in Arizona. I went to the University of Arizona and I got my degree in physiology. And the reason I went to school in Arizona was because I did not want to be in my hometown anymore. That's honestly the main reason why I went there. And yes, Arizona has such an amazing pre-med program and I got to be taught by med school professors and in the College of Medicine and absorb everything that they had to offer and it was so amazing and I'm so lucky that that was my education. Like, it was so amazing. But the whole reason I left home to go there was because I did not want to be in my hometown anymore. All in all, I just think that my hometown at the time was a very, very, very toxic place for me and it was not letting me grow as a person. Ever since I was little, I always knew I was meant for bigger things than just what my hometown had to offer. And I just, I just needed to get out. I just needed to get out, to be honest. And so when the pandemic first hit, I came home for spring break um, because I needed to study for the MCAT. And so I came home and basically the pandemic hit and I just never went back to school. It was obviously a very, very scary time. No one knew what was going on. The border closed. I wanted to be home with my family just in case anything happened because we had no idea what was going on. So I stayed home. A lot of people are probably like, okay, great. And what? But what you need to understand is that I was now in a place where I I never thought I was going to come back here. I never thought I was going to come back here. Like, this was not in my plan at all. And I basically was now stuck back in a place that was deemed so toxic to me that I just, it overwhelmed me. I was like, I don't want to be here. I don't have all my friends here. I have a few really close friends that are are here and I love them to death. But the majority of my friends are from school or in America or somewhere else. And so I just felt so, so, so isolated. Girlies, when you're first starting a business, you have enough to worry about. The stress is overwhelming and there's absolutely no reason you should be adding any more. Luckily for us, Shopify is here to help. Shopify has all the tools to power and build your business to the next level. It grows with your business, no matter how far or big you grow. Thanks to an endless list of integration and third-party apps, Anything you can think of from on-demand printing to accounting to chatbots, everything you need to revolutionize your business, they have. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and they are the global force behind Allbirds, Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. As a WTTC listener, you can sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash WTTC, all lowercase. Again, go to shopify.com slash WTTC now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Again, shopify.com slash WTTC. 
Okay, girlies, we are talking about our favorites once again. If you've ever had an embarrassing BO moment, Lumi is here to help. Lumi is powered by mandelic acid to control odor in a new way. Lumi delivers outrageous 72-hour odor control from everywhere, including your pits, your feet, and yes, even your privates. And fun fact, but it was actually a patient's concern about their private odor that originally inspired the OBGYN who invented Lumi. I currently have the toasted coconut deodorant, and let me tell you, it is my absolute favorite, and it smells so good. Lumi's starter pack is perfect for new customers, and it comes with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice, and free shipping. As a special offer for listeners, new customers get 15% off all Lumi products with our exclusive code. And if you combine the 15% off with the already discounted starter pack, that equals over 40% off their starter pack. Use code WTTC for 15% off your first purchase at lumideodorant.com. That's WTTC at L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T dot com. And at the same time, because all of my friends are American, they could travel back to school. And so I had to watch all of them have little get-togethers to celebrate graduation and hang out with each other and say their goodbyes and get their grad photos and live in the house that we lived in and do all this stuff that I was sitting at home going, I am not going to get to do this. Like, I didn't get closure on that chapter of my life. I haven't seen my friends from school since then. Like, I just didn't get that closure. And I think that was really, really hard for me to process because that was my whole life. Like, that was what I was, like, so proud of, is that I went to school somewhere else, and I got this education, and I made new friends, and I lived on my own, and I just never got to kind of close out that chapter. So, while that was all happening, I also had to study for the MCAT. (laughs) And, um, anyone who has ever taken the MCAT will know that it is a bitch of an exam. It is the worst thing I have ever done in my entire life. And I'm not even being dramatic. It is the hardest thing I have ever done. It breaks you and it is meant to break you. And I was broke. (laughs) I was shattered, to be honest. And I'm not a good standardized test taker anyways. And then taking an exam that basically is going to determine if you can go to med school or not. It's just very, very stressful. And it was just so overwhelming, especially I'm also not good at math. And for anyone that knows me knows I suck at math so bad. Um, And the first portion of the MCAT is chem and physics, which you have to do calculations. And I just already mentally was like, I just can't do it. So literally starting the MCAT, the first section, I like would have a panic attack. Um, But yeah, I took the exam. Horrible. I did not do well at all. It was not fun. I wanted to 
cry the entire time. It was not, a, it was not a good thing. And then getting my results back and knowing I didn't do as well as I wanted to after spending months of studying was just so overwhelming. And so honestly, you just felt like shit. You felt like absolute shit. Um, especially because for people who know, like in the medical field, and like getting into med school and being like a pre-med undergrad, they place so much emphasis on your grades. So much emphasis. You have to have such high GPA. You need to do so well in the MCAT. You need to have all these extracurriculars. You need to have a mentor. You need to do an internship. You need to have research. You need to have volunteer hours. Like all this stuff that they put the pressure on you. Like if you don't have this, you're going to suck. And that was literally my mentality is I was like, I didn't do well on this MCAT. I suck. I am the worst. I am not worthy of anything. No schools are going to want me. I am so shitty. Like it was a whole thing because they just put so much emphasis on this. Looking back at it now, because I've had some personal growth, I don't think that that is fair at all. I don't think one exam is going to tell anyone if I'm going to be a good doctor or not. I don't think quizzing me on Newton's second law is going to tell you if I'm going to be a good doctor. Like, I don't get it. I don't think that that is accurate at all. I think being a good doctor is how well you can empathize with your patient and care for your patient and listen to your patient. You hear all the time about people scared to go and tell their doctor about some sort of issue that they are having because they feel like they will be dismissed. And to me, that's a shitty doctor. If your patient's scared to talk to you, that's a shitty doctor, not the doctor who got a 3.7 GPA instead of a 4.0 GPA. Like, anyways, that's a whole tangent. But so I didn't do well on the MCAT. whoop de doo da day. So I had to redo it, which mentally you're like f me um i want to cry every day so i retook it and you would think you're probably like ah oh, b yeah you definitely did so much better the second time no i did not i did i did not do better the second time um at all so at that point i was just very overwhelmed and i was like do i even apply to med school at this point like i feel so shitty about literally everything do I even apply? So I was like, maybe I should just take a small gamble in life and I'm just going to apply. But so I applied to Canadian and American med schools and I applied to a lot, a lot of schools. And I know maybe you're all thinking, ah, and you got in, you persevered, you got into the schools and your MCAT didn't matter. And that's why you're saying that that doesn't make a good doctor. But no, guys, I got rejected from every single one. Every single school said, no, thank you. We do not want you. You are not, we do not want you at all. Um, actually, I only have one school that I'm still waiting to hear from, but I think they're just really slow on the rejection emails. Like I'm just waiting for it. Um, but we still have hope about one. We don't know. But basically all these schools said, absolutely not. We would rather have no doctors than have you as a doctor. So that was a very, very hard thing. And I'm guessing anyone can empathize with this, that when you spend a long ass time, 
working towards a goal and you have a goal and you tell people about this goal and all this stuff and it doesn't come to fruition and you don't achieve it, you feel like absolute shit. Especially when you're getting an email once a week saying, we don't want you. And you're like, okay, yeah, I got it. Um, Get in line with everyone else. But it's just a very, very, very hard thing mentally to handle. And it broke me. It absolutely broke me. I felt so shitty. I felt so dumb. I felt like I was never going to achieve what I set out to achieve in life, that I was disappointing my family, that I was disappointing my friends, especially when everyone asks you all the time, oh, what's your GPA? Oh, you want to go to med school? What do you get on the MCAT? Oh, you want to go to med school? How many extracurriculars do you have? Like, F off. Like, shut up. But it's just like so overwhelming. It was just a lot for me to handle mentally. And I was just in a very, very downward spiral. And I know people are probably thinking, okay, you need to relax. It's literally school, whatever. Yeah, but when you are working so hard for something your whole life and you basically get told like you're too stupid to come to our school or we don't believe in you, you start to believe it, especially when you keep getting over and over and over and over. Like, when you keep getting it constantly, you at some point are like, you know what, maybe they're right. And obviously, I have a very different attitude about it now, as you can tell, um, thanks to therapy. But at the time, it was just a very, very downward spiral. I didn't feel good enough. And then that kind of seeped into other things. Like, I didn't feel good enough for my friends, and I didn't feel good enough for my family, and I didn't feel good enough in my body, and I didn't feel... Like, I just didn't feel good enough in so many different ways. Um, so because I didn't feel good enough, I thought, oh, what better way to make myself feel like more shit than to want to date a boy? I know. I know. I'm disappointed in myself as well. Um, but basically I started dating a boy and I really, 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 really liked him. And Long story short, it did not work out, and it didn't work out because we both were just not in a place that it could work out. I was so low in my own self-esteem that I was seeking validation from other people, which one, is not fair to other people. Two, is not fair to myself. I should not have to cling on to people to give me this sense of, like, I belong and I have purpose. So, it didn't work out. It was heartbreaking. I honestly, a little confused. I don't really know why it was as heartbreaking as it was. I don't know if it was the pandemic. I don't know if it was, why was it so heartbreaking? Honestly, probably because I just needed a win in some way in life. Like I just needed one thing to go well. And I was banking on this being my one thing. I felt like every single thing in my life was so chaotic. And if you know me, you know I love to have control over situations. Like I want to have control over my life. And at that point, I felt like I had no control. I I couldn't control that schools didn't want me. I couldn't control that I couldn't go and say goodbye to my friends. I couldn't control that other people had to move my stuff out of my house in Tucson because I couldn't go and do it. Like I didn't have control over the pandemic. I didn't have control. I didn't have control in so many different things. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to have control in this relationship. I'm going to have control over how it works. And 
it didn't work out and I just felt like that was one more thing I could not control. Wow. That's a little therapy session, isn't it? Oh, shit. Okay, so maybe that's why it was, like, so gut-wrenching. But anyways, it was so heartbreaking. Um, And basically, I was in bed, and I did not want to get out of bed for multiple days at a time. And it was just a lot. It was a lot for me to handle. Mentally, I was already like, fuck this. I can't do this. This is too much. And so I basically sat in my room and one day I was like, what can I do to pull myself out of this? I am spiraling out of control. What can I do to bring myself out of it? Because at the end of the day, the only person that's going to help you wholeheartedly help you is yourself. Like I couldn't rely on other people to bring me out of this bad mood and this sad state and all this stuff. Like I had to do it myself. So Also, let's keep in mind, the pandemic's happening. I am a very, very, very empathetic person. Sometimes a little too much. If you ask my friends, they say you need to tone it down. I just care for people so, so much. Honestly, sometimes a little scary, but like just I just feel for everyone all the time. And so I was at home and I, we went into lockdown and all I could think of was, well, what about the kids who go to school because that's their time away from their family because they don't have a healthy and safe household? What about those kids? And so it broke me. Like, it was just so, it was just so sad. I was like, so, guys, I was, I have never been that sad in my entire life. And it was just so much to try and handle. I basically sat in my room one day and I was like, what can I do to help other people, but at the same time help myself. Like I needed to help myself in that situation. And so basically that's how HC started is I, I don't know why the idea came to me, but I was like, I can make a hoodie. Like I can make clothes and sell them and donate physical items to people, but also donate proceeds to some organization. Like I can do this. Why can't I? That's why it started. And I put all my time and all my energy into it. And it was very therapeutic in a way because it gave me some sort of purpose. It gave me something to do. And also it kind of kept my mind a little bit occupied. I mean, I think it's so important to work through your emotions, but I was getting to the point that I was fixating on every little thing. And I was sitting in my room in my bed overthinking constantly. Like I needed something to do, especially because we were in a pandemic. Well, we are in a pandemic, but we are in a pandemic and there's not much to do. So I was just spiraling out of control. So HC gave me a purpose. It also gave me a platform. And with that platform, I can do things like this where I can tell people, yeah, sometimes life sucks. Um, we aren't all perfect. We aren't all having the best time ever. And I honestly think that it's not talked about enough. Like when I was really, really, really sad and I would go on social media and I would see people having the time of their lives or doing something or being so happy in whatever way, I was like, holy shit, I'm the only person that is struggling. Like, I am the only person, like, what is wrong with me that I am the only person struggling and everyone else is having such a great time in life? When that is the least accurate thing I could have possibly thought of. Because 
so many people are going through stuff. So many people are constantly trying to fight all these negative thoughts that they have, or someone is constantly trying to actively make a change in their life every day or something. And I just wasn't exposed to anyone else going through it that I felt ashamed that I was going through it. But there's nothing shameful. that That's literally life. Like, that is part of life. You're going to go through times that are so hard, and it's how you come out of it that matters. I took that time as a learning curve. Like, I took it as something that I was going to learn from and grow from. And I hope that you kind of hear it a little bit in the way that I talk about med school and all this stuff because, yeah, I got rejected. Yeah, I'm not going to med school right now. But I think that that had to happen so that when I do go to med school and when I do get accepted, I'm going to be a way better doctor because I had to fight to be there. And I know that I want it wholeheartedly. Honestly, like, HC is the best thing to happen to me. I I mean, it is very stressful. I'm not going to lie. It's extremely stressful. And if you know me, you know how much pressure I put on myself. But I just think that HC is doing great things and we're raising awareness on certain topics and it's fun. It's a fun thing for me. And that's what I think is so important. And I was very nervous to kind of make the podcast and talk about this stuff because I thought that a lot of people would be like, oh my God, you're so unprofessional. Like you own a business, maybe you should like suck it up, whatever. I'm just going to wholeheartedly tell everyone how I feel and what I'm doing. And if someone doesn't want to buy my clothes or engage with my brand because of that, then that's on them. But I think it's just so important to normalize that everyone goes through something and everyone goes through hardships and we don't only need to talk about our achievements. Like, yeah, it's so great to talk about your achievements, but at the same time, A lot of us go through really, really, really shitty things to get there. And I think that that's what makes us more powerful and that's what makes us strong and that's what shows our determination and our perseverance is the fact that we got broken down so many, so many times, but we are still pushing towards something. And that's kind of what this whole brand embodies. And that's why I thought it was so important to tell you guys why it started because I just didn't want someone to think that I was just going through life and I was totally fine and I was having the best time ever and I thought oh yeah it would just be so fun to make a hoodie it would be so fun to just like start a little business because that's not at all what it what it is like HC was kind of my lifeline and I was like I need this to help myself and in helping myself I want to help other people as well And so that's why it started, because I was on a very downward spiral, eating shit ton of Oreos and Timbits, and I just needed something to help myself and something to help other people. Yeah, that's like, that's literally why it started. And I mean, I hope that you guys are loving it, but at the same time, like, as much as I want people to love my brand and I want people to love my clothes and I want people to support it, if I'm doing something that makes me happy and something that I'm excited about and something that I enjoy doing, then like none of that should really matter, you know? And so I'm trying really, really, really hard to not put so much emphasis on that because 
success to so many different people can mean so many different things. And I think it's really important for me to start celebrating my little wins, like the fact that I made my bed or the fact that I worked out or something. And so even with HC, I think it's really important for me to celebrate the fact that I even made it and I even like started it because it's not an easy thing to do. And it wasn't something that I just pulled out of my ass. I just think I also want people to know that you're not alone. I think that's a huge, a huge thing is people think that they are alone. And I'm very lucky that I could talk to my parents about it and my friends about it and a therapist about it and kind of work through those emotions and those limiting beliefs that I had thinking like I wasn't good enough for so many things. But if you don't feel comfortable talking to your family or your friends, then please know that you can reach out to healthcare providers that are there to listen and to help you through it. Like you don't have to go through stuff alone. And I think that's really important to know. And I know it can just feel so isolating. Also, with the pandemic, like you feel so isolated. I don't know about anyone else, but I I'm not even joking. I literally see no one. So I get that it can be so, so, so isolating, but just know that you are not alone. And I think that's just a really important thing to reiterate. I know I sound like a broken record and I've said it like 9,000 times, but just it's so, so, so important. All in all, it's been a very shitty year. And I think a lot of people can attest to that. But I also think it's been one of my best years in the way that I was forced to confront old trauma that I had when I was younger and I was forced to work through my emotions and not just avoid them and I was forced to grow a lot as a person. I mean this whole year like it just forced me to basically sit with myself and confront and deal with all of my emotions, all of my triggers, all of my trauma and I I wholeheartedly believe that I am a very very different person than I was a year ago. And I think my family can attest to that. Like, I am extremely different. I care about very different things than I did a year ago. I handle conflict very differently now than I did a year ago. I cope with my emotions very differently. And it all happened because of this year. So, yeah, this year was shit. I was stuck at home. I feel like I haven't done anything. My entire 23 year has been in quarantine. Like, I feel like I haven't grown in the way that like I haven't gone and had these crazy experiences in life but I think I've grown so 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 much as a person because I was forced to finally deal with all my shit that I just I literally guys I literally moved countries to go to school because I just didn't want to deal with it like it's been so good for me it's been really hard but it's been so good and I am just so excited to see where HC goes from this. I mean, it started as a very, very small idea and naturally, naturally, I blew it up into this huge thing and now we're on a podcast. Like, I didn't know that any of this was going to happen and it just kind of did and I'm just rolling with it because I love it so much and I'm just really, really excited to see what HC becomes in like a year or two years or five years and I just want it to be a platform that people know that they can talk about stuff and also know that like 
we're all human. Okay, well, that was my long-winded um, why HC started. Um, basically, Cliff Notes version, I was very, 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 very sad, and I needed to <laughs> find some purpose in life to help other people and help myself, and now here we are on this podcast. Um, but yeah, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode if you made it all the way to the end, and I hope that you guys tune into the next one. Bye. I'm just going to be a thousand percent myself. It's very hard. The minute I put this mic on, I start, I start, I mean, I I start breathing really heavy, apparently, but I just get really, really stressed and I don't know why I get so stressed. Just have fun with it, B. Just be yourself. If I listen back to this and you can hear me breathing and wheezing again, I, I, I swear to God, I swear to God. Hey there, my name is Renee Rena, and I am the mom friend you have always wanted. I am also the host of the Mom Room Podcast. We publish two episodes per week, a co-hosted episode on Tuesdays and a solo episode on Thursdays. Popular topics include pooping and having sex after giving birth. I have a solo episode where I talk about not sharing a bed with my husband and why that's okay. I hope you'll tune in to these conversations every week. Join us on Instagram at the Mom Room Podcast and start to feel a little less alone in this crazy thing called motherhood.